your host over here, Bruna, and I got a special invitation for you. Join me and the Changemakers in the No More Boxes movement, where we are raising awareness towards this limiting and isolating behavior that we human beings are constantly doing, placing ourselves and others into boxes, invisible boxes that so often are not really serving humankind. All you have to do is to go to patreon.com forward slash no more boxes and for as little as $3 a month, you can become a change maker and be with us on that journey, changing the world. Now let's get on with that podcast. Hi, this is Runa and you're listening to the Chainsmakers Podcast, where we share tips, insight, tools and stories from other Chainsmakers designed to motivate you to become the change you want to see in your world. Make sure you join our Chainsmakers community at runamagnus.com forward slash podcast. And now, this is your time to sit back, relax and enjoy. Have you ever thought that Seattle, USA is all about Rain, Microsoft, and other IT companies that are just full with something that you not you don't understand? Well, I'm telling you that's not true because well, about uh, nine years ago I went to Seattle, and for me, Seattle has always has that place in my heart that I feel it's so nice to be in Seattle. It's empowering to be in Seattle. It gave me the feeling of being accepted. I don't know. It just has that beautiful feeling to it. And our guest today, Michelle Evans, is from Seattle. And I am so excited to learn more about Michelle. About, she's a, well, I can tell you all about that, uh, who she is, but I want her to tell us because when I was doing a little research about Michelle, I found out bits and pieces that I know you'll be interested to hear. Michelle, welcome to the Chainsmakers podcast. Bruna, thanks so much for having me on. Oh, it's our pleasure. Someone who is a woman like yourself, a business owner yourself that has overcome some of the, the biggest hurdles you hear people go through, meaning leaving something that is supposed to be within brackets safe and secure job into the entrepreneurial world can you yes. tell us a little bit about who is michelle and how did you manage to go to the place that you are in today yeah yeah for sure Okay. So I, you know, growing up, I was always very entrepreneurial. I would have like, you know, lemonade stand. I would have my own paper route. Like I would just do stuff to make my own money. And I just loved this idea of getting out there and being sort of in control of my life. Right. Like I didn't have to wait to ask my mom and dad for something. I could go make it happen for myself. And I always knew that I wanted to get a degree in business when I went to university. But as I was going through and getting that degree, I started realizing how quote unquote hard business could be and how much money and how much risk there was. And I kind of started losing that entrepreneurial spirit. And I was like, I, I, I need to work at a job and figure this out because I'm not good enough yet, right? And it was, 
it was really hard because I, I felt like I had to kind of hide this piece of myself because I didn't have, you know, millions of dollars and tons of people that I knew to start a business. Now, I graduated from college in 1996, so it was a really different world then. You know, we, could, we didn't have, we had the internet, but we definitely didn't have what we have today, right? Yeah. <laughs> to get a website up was like, <laughs> you needed a team of programmers yeah. just to have a simple page. Yeah. <laughs> True. And so it was, yeah, so I just felt like I had to, I had to go the quote-unquote safe route and kind of learn business and figure out what I could really do. And that was the other thing too, is that I didn't have a clear vision for the business I wanted to build. And with no clear vision, there's no drive and it's, and it's impossible to just gamble on myself without something that I'm trying to build. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I spent 16 years in the corporate world and the last probably five years or so, I really had this drive to get out and do my own thing. Like I started getting irritated at having a boss, like really irritated. And I was just like pushing the envelope all the time in my job. And I, I was rewarded. Like I kept getting promotions. I was high potential, which means the top 4% of talent. So it's not like I was a bad person, but inside I just felt this, I, I was just, I was angry that I felt like I was stuck in this mm -hmm. box of a job. Mm. But on the other hand, I had a family and I had a mortgage and, you know, all these things. And I was like, I, I just can't leave. Like I make too much money. I don't see how I could step out of this and start over again. And it kept building up. And, and I was working with an executive coach. And I remember she asked me, what is it that makes you happy? Because I was so out of touch with that. I was literally just running, 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 yeah. you know, just doing and not being a person. And when she asked me that, I, had, I couldn't answer it. Yeah. And so she gave it to me as homework. And so for the next couple of weeks, I really thought, what does make me happy? I, I didn't know how to answer that. Uh, that was in 2008. And that started this whole exploring for myself of what really does make me happy. What's the impact that I feel called to have in the world? What defines me more than just a job title, a company and a paycheck? Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. And Runa, I had so lost touch with who I was. And I'm sure you probably have listeners who are in this place too. Yeah. It's so easy to, to get sucked into the action of a job or life or whatever. And suddenly you're at a place where you should be feeling great about yourself. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, I was looking around going, okay, I'm making really great money. I have all the accolades I could want, tons of awards, tons of like stuff, opportunities. And I am really unhappy. Yeah. What is going on? Yeah. <laughs> And Talking so about a bad and an ugly box to be in. How fulfilling yeah. and nurturing is that? Well, I didn't even realize it was a box. No. <laughs> That's the thing about boxes. They're often so invisible. Yeah. I just thought it was reality. Yeah. 
And thankfully, I was so blessed that Microsoft had invested in me and gave me this executive coach. And through that, I said, you know what? I want to go learn about this coaching thing. I, like, I want to get more in touch with who I am. I think coaching could be great for interacting with people. And through that, I was like, actually, I think I could be a coach. Mm. And, but then I was like, no, 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 I can't do it. Like, I just kept going back and forth, right? I started, yeah. like, kind of elbowing my way out of the box, but then I'd get scared and go back in. And then in June of 2011, I had my son. He's my, he's our third kid. And, um, and I won this massive award The Microsoft's fiscal year ends in June. So he was born two weeks before the end of the fiscal year. And I won this huge award and on my maternity leave, I went in and I got this award and I was like, this is awesome, you know, and everything. And then I went and had a conversation with my boss mm. and my boss said, you did great work this last year, but just so you know, since you had a baby and you're taking maternity leave next year, I can't support you in being a high potential award-winning person. You're going to be middle of the road at max. And I sat there and I just looked at him. And first of all, I was angry. Yeah. I was really angry because I was like, having a baby should not mean that I suddenly get penalized in my career, right? It's against the law, but it's really hard to prove. And I just sat there and then I went, this is it. Like, this is the kick in the butt because I had gone through all my coaching. I'd gone through certification and I was just choosing to stay small and stay in my box that Mm -hmm. I didn't even realize was a box because it felt so safe and easy. And so this boss actually gave me a gift. At the time, I was angry about it. I was, I was frustrated. I felt really out of control, but then I was like, you know what, this is, this is actually a gift. It's me having to say, am I going to choose to stay in this job or am I going to go and grow myself into what I know internally that I'm being called to do? Yeah. And I went home that night and opened my business. Wow. <laughs> Praise the Lord to your boss at Microsoft. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was hard, I'm not going to lie, because yeah. suddenly, like, I had to learn, what do I want to say about myself? Like, there's this, uh, all these new boxes. Oh, oh, yeah. Up, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was in August, and I left my job in January. So I finished my maternity leave, I came back for a few weeks, and then I left. And I was just like, you know what? It's all going to be good. And I stepped out and like, it was a roller coaster as all businesses are, especially when you're first trying to figure out who you are. But I will say, you know, a number of years in now, I am so thankful for that pivotal moment, which at that time seemed really harsh and really uncaring, but I wouldn't have grown so much and discovered so much and been able to impact so many people if I hadn't had that kick in the butt to get out of my safety zone and into the next place that I was being called to be stretched to. Yeah. This is so interesting, Michelle. I'm just thinking about how that shift that I'm hearing you had in your mindset when you really understood that what felt like a, like a, that kick in the butt was actually what you needed because what you're saying, you knew it all the time. You knew you, there was something that you needed to change, 
but you were playing small. Yeah. And yeah, and you were you decided to hide inside there. I get goosies thinking about that how you how you made that shift. Now that you are working with you basically using your skills and your knowledge and your background in in marketing to help other entrepreneurs to, to create their funnels and use Facebook and and really make an impact. What do you feel is the the biggest obstacles that your clients are facing and 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 you can help them with yeah well and isn't it interesting that what i attract to me is actually what i went through myself right (laughs) so so for for my clients and for many of my friends and peers and people that i've met over the years at various things really owning your message and owning your power and owning what makes you unique and then being able to communicate that to your audience in a way that they can hear it, that mm. is the number one challenge. Is It's not like, how do I write better emails or better blog posts or make better podcasts or whatever. It's how do I show up and communicate what I have, the impact I have to make on the world in a way that people say, I need that in my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I could not agree with you more. And when when you're coming to that place in your life and that you understand that you have something unique, I call it your X factor, that that thing that no one else has, the whole concept of competition changes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And and the thing is, is that you can really embrace your quote unquote competition because they have a whole different set of skill sets. Yeah. And they'll serve a whole different set of people. And there are plenty of people for all of us. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you say you are a, you had your third child in 2011. And, and I'm, I'm actually, I'm a little bit stunned by the experience that you had in, in your maternity leave at Microsoft. And here's just a pure question from, a mom myself here, uh, based in Iceland, but working internationally in 2011 in the corporate world in the U S does it really still matter if you're a woman or a man having growing a family? Well, you know, Runa, I have to say, I think that it matters who you work for, not the company because the company itself does not have that policy. No, it depends on the individual managers that you yeah. have. Yeah. And how much they embrace and value employees having a more holistic life versus being solely dedicated to the job. And I'll tell you, in 2011, both my husband and I had separate experiences because we knew it was our last child. Mm-hmm. And my husband took a three months paternity leave, which is a long paternity leave in the U S mm-hmm. um, but neither one of us had taken a vacation for three years. We had tons of vacation, tons of extra time saved up that we had earned. And so it's not like we were just, we like we had earned it. It was, yeah. it was sitting there for us to use. And he also got pretty pretty strongly penalized for taking time off. So, but both of us worked for, for people who did not have families themselves and didn't value families and were solely dedicated to their jobs. Now 
I know that there are many people at Microsoft who are not like that at all and her, no. who are 100% supportive of yeah. people having lives. Having lives, exactly. Yeah, I was actually hoping that was the case. And probably it is. We're just as uh, there is a variety of people everywhere, all over the all over the place. Um, Michelle, um, I have one big question for you. Now that you are, you are rocking and rolling your marketing expert life, helping other entrepreneurs to, to get their products across, what is, the, what is the change that you want to see in our world? And what is the role that you want to take in creating and becoming that change? That is such a good question because my, like my business and what gets me excited is really helping people figure out how to attract an audience and grow their business, right? Mm -hmm. Through marketing. But I also have this whole skill set of coaching that I love as well. And I love to marry these up because I think that there's a lot of people just like I was who have tremendous amounts of impact that they can make on the world. And it's really a matter of tapping into what is the problem that you solve? Mm. What is the impact that you have? And how do we get you in front of the right people so that they know that you're here to help them? And so the impact that I have, I believe, is really helping other businesses helping other individuals, especially experts, figure out how they can get out there and attract and impact their own communities. So I see myself as like this hub that just has tons of people that are able to make a huge impact in the world because we got them unstuck from their box, Mm -hmm. unstuck from maybe limiting thoughts or feelings of not good enough or, or not having a clear vision or whatever it is yeah. to having a clear vision and being so focused on that impact that they're going to have. Yeah. So you, you are a change maker, Michelle, helping <laughs> other experts become a change maker. So the terrible effect is not beautiful. I love that. Well, and you know this as well. The, transformation I had to go through is what allows me now to help so many other people because I've already walked those steps and I've already experienced that. And I understand everything that goes into it. (laughs) And so we can deal with it all and keep moving forward. Exactly. Having fun, feeling fulfilled and knowing that you're not alone on this journey. There are people out there that are willing to help you just like yourself. Yeah. Thank you, Michelle, for sharing your wisdom to the Changemakers podcast. Was this podcast of value for you? I sure hope so. If so, feel free to share the love and give us your generous review on iTunes or Stitcher. And remember that you can always go to runamagnus.com to find out more about the change makers and how we can help you drive the change you want to see in your world.